welcome to Masters of Divinity. I am not your moderator. Um, I guess I'm kind of a moderator. I don't know, Patrick. Is this a uh, is this is this a ontological change? Am I sort of ordained by the absence of JP to be the moderator of an episode? Is that? I I would imagine so. I mean, that's what we call you know when I whenever I take over uh, when I'm on, I end up. Uh, kind of being the moderator but do i end up being the moderator that's a good or am i just a pushy guy who's taking over yeah is it is it, is it like the i mean you're definitely that um <laughs> but is it also like am i like the steward of gondor is that what this is here like i'm actually just like i'm not sitting on the throne i'm at the wooden chair at the base of the throne as we await the return of the king and basically yeah. i'm saying that jp is aragorn that jp is vigo mortensen he'll like that that'll make him happy yeah, there you go. Um, so I'm your I'm the steward of the show, <laughs> um, the steward of Gondor um, of the show, uh, Father Chuck, um, and I'm here with Father Fun. Hey, uh, we are two priests in a pod. <laughs> Sorry, just a shout out to another <laughs> podcast. Um, and I will say uh, it was the last minute thing where we've had to reschedule this episode. And also, JP, um, we love you, but he had a last minute emergency and he was unable to be with us today. Um, and Officer Matt has sort of he's just, he, you know, we're, 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 we're always in a time of transition around mm-hmm. here of things going on and uh, different things. You know, families, we have families. It, it gets tough. Um, but here we are today. The two of we us. Had a great, we had a great plan for the show, but we wanted, but well, we've only got a limited time, and so we thought we'd just do a quick uh, kind of run through of what we're doing. Right. Uh, we we had we had briefly considered doing like a deep dive Episcopal Church episode just to really annoy everyone, um, <laughs> but Patrick thought better of it. So, um, so instead, we're going to kind of riff and talk a bit about what we are watching and consuming in terms of media. So Patrick, you want to take it away? Yeah. I mean, this, the first one that I have thought about that may take up our entire episode actually is, um, that, uh, we watched uh, black Panther a few, uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, Michael and I, and, uh, it was, it was the first, well, I guess she'd seen a couple of the MCU movies, but it was the first one that she saw that kind of watching it inspired her to want to catch up and be kind of aware of what was going on and actually happening. And, um, and so we've been doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch um, in the midst of you know, having kids, which means we end up watching a movie over the course of three nights or something <laughs> if we get interrupted. But uh, we, just, uh, we just finished Doctor Strange and then Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, and, uh, and, and it's been a really interesting, really interesting journey. I've been, I know you and I have been texting back and forth a little bit about you know, watching it from the perspective, watching all 19 movies or whatever it is now, from the perspective of having seen them all and especially seen Infinity War, um, and kind of looking back and seeing the, the the hints and the threads and kind of how it's being all put together uh, is really interesting. And, and having having the zeitgeist confirmed and disconfirmed in various ways, right? So like Dark Thor Dark World is abysmal. I thought that I was going to lose, lose Michael at that moment. Uh, it took us... I think it took us a week and a half to watch that movie because <laughs> we would we would start we'd get you know all the kids down and everything and then we would say like all right what do you want to do tonight you want to you want to watch Thor Dark World mm. <laughs> uh, and, you know and so finally we were just like and I could tell that I was losing her right and I was like is it, down is, we're gonna is watch. it really that bad 
Oh, it is so bad. Really? I, 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 I watched it a few years ago, and I don't remember. I mean, I remember, I remember it being sort of forgettable, but I don't remember it being, like, bad. I I don't – I can't even – I don't even know what I can say about why, because we've because now that we're in phase three, everything is golden. And I'm just like, this yeah. is the way it's meant to be. I mean, the portal, uh, the portal fight is really cool. Like that's a cool sequence in that movie. That's probably the only thing I remember from it. Yeah. And that probably says everything I need to know. It's like the villain and the, I, it just, it just doesn't, it is, it is though the first time when they start to connect the threads though, of the infinity stones, right? That's the first, it's the first time when a major character, Odin in this case, references the infinity stones and talks about talks about them as a thing uh and then in guardians of the galaxy um a couple of movies later is when the um collector starts to put it together and explain it in a slightly different way um so it is cool in that it's kind of the 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 confirmation of what had been assumed with the tesseract um but this movie is not good but but doctor watching doctor strange again was amazing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 wasn't my favorite, but um, we, we love Chris Pratt, and um, and so it's been fun to watch that with, with Michael. She's a big, big Chris Pratt, Pratt fan. Um, so we've got uh, Spider-Man maybe tonight. We'll see. Nice. And, uh, excited for it. Did you did you start all the way from the first Iron Man and watch through? Yeah, we actually. So actually, we started with we started with Iron Man, and we also watched that Universal um, Hulk movie, which I I had never seen. I didn't realize that it was considered to be part of the canon or whatever. Yeah. You know, released by Universal. Um, also not great, um, yeah. but but was fine. Uh, so so we watched that one. We ended up having to watch that one a little out of order because it was actually like I don't know who, but somebody checked it out from the library, and so <laughs> so we couldn't watch it for a couple weeks. It was Erin She got it. Um, it. That's the. I guess one of the things I'm kind of curious about. Maybe this could be our whole conversation. Is sort of like rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because I've been, I kind of want to do it. I just don't know. I have the time to put into it. But it, it seems like, um, it seems like the. Uh, I would just be curious to see how the quality has shifted from like the first Iron Man, where they're sort of they're laying groundwork, but then they almost immediately retcon a lot of what they're doing. Like the post credit scene in the first Iron Man is sort of doesn't make any sense in light of everything. And then of course the the teaser in Hulk in Universal Hulk makes no sense in the grand scheme of of the story they were trying to tell. Um, and I've read things about how um, when you look at the role of, of Nick Fury in Captain, in the upcoming Captain Marvel, that it doesn't jibe with the way that they've sort of presented it in earlier movies. Cause I think in like Iron Man two, they make it seem like Nick Fury was a founding member of shield, but we know that that's not right. the case. And, um, and so I'm just kind of, I would be curious about that, but also I really want to watch Iron Man two again, because I know a lot of, a lot of people put it with dark world as being just bad, but I, I remember, and everything I see, uh, clips or whatever of Iron Man 2, I remember really, really enjoying that movie. Um, I mean, the protagonist is a little weak, sure, whatever, and it's more of like a character the movie. Anti. But I, like, I just don't like Iron Man 3. Like, I just did not like that movie. And I know everyone, like, they, they, they hold it up as, like, such a great thing. And, and my, my issues with it aren't, you know, a lot of fans get really upset about the whole Mandarin thing and whatever. I don't, I don't care about that. I just felt that it was it's just kind of a weak movie. And um, but I like Iron Man, too. And I think part of the reason why I like Iron Man, too, as much as I do is I really, really like um, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head right now. I'm forgetting him. The guy who plays Justin Hammer um, mm-hmm. is phenomenal. And I want him in way more Marvel yeah. movies because he needs yeah. to he needs to make a return somewhere because he's just <laughs> such a great <laughs> jerk and um 
or um, different type of different type of jerk from Tony Stark. I mean, right. Well, and and I, they were initially going to he was in the running apparently to play. It was between him and Robert Downey Jr. to play Stark in the right. casting for the first Iron Man. And so the fact that they brought him in to play Hammer is is fantastic. Um, yeah, um, I we we really enjoyed watching the Iron Man films, really all of them, and and and. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens with Infinity with this with the next Avengers movie and to see if if this is Tony's last film or 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 not um, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the house that Iron Man built right mm-hmm. and really almost every single movie except for a couple are about him in some way um, and his and his larger journey but the thing that's nice about the Iron Man movies uh, two and three especially is that they're character pieces i mean they're 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 chances to kind of dive into the psyche of this man who's been broken by a couple of different things and kind of and 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 two is nice because it's him having to deal with his past um and the effects of being a war being a warmonger and um, an arms dealer and then three obviously is him dealing with the uh, aftermath of uh, the avengers movie in the battle for battle for new york um and yeah, really, I think that Robert Downey Jr. just raises it to a level, and that it makes it really interesting and compelling to see one single character get explored so much, and then how that expands over the course of uh, Spider-Man and um, and uh, and then uh, the, the Avengers movies, obviously as well. So yeah, what what I here's what I my, my my prediction. Let's do let's do something really ridiculous and predict. My prediction is that um, is that we might we might see Tony die in infinity war but that what ultimately is going to happen is we're going to learn that pepper's pregnant and that in that captain america i don't know if he gets a hold of the gauntlet or whatever but something's going to happen where i think he's basically going to jump on the grenade as a way to sort of reverse course um but i think ultimately tony and pepper you know tony just sort of stops being iron man and is able to just sort of walk away from it maybe um but that cap I, I I just I just, I can't help but think there's going to be a shot in this in that movie where the time stone is used for him to get that that dance with Peggy, mm-hmm. and then that'll be the end of Cap. Like he'll just have his opportunity to get his dance with Peggy, and then he'll bow out, and that's just sort of his way of, like I said, he's jumping on the grenade as a way to. Interesting. That's. Yeah, but then, but and so so and so you're saying like resetting Captain America, like. If he gets to dance with Peggy, Peggy, then there's never been a Captain America. Because the pro- the problem with that is that Captain America and the super the super soldier serum back in the 40s is the catalyst for uh, Bruce Banner. Is the catalyst for yeah? No, I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of he uses it as a way to sort of he appears, he dances with her, and then he can like time out, and then he's you know just sort of like a he little slip in, yeah, make his appearance, and then he bows out. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I, um, I just, I feel like that would be, that would be poetic for him to finally, I mean, but I guess that's sort of the tragedy of Captain America is that as a character, he's missed out on so much, but I, I feel like one of like, this will, this, this will close an arc, especially yeah. to these, especially to those two yeah, and their relationship. And the idea that Cap would make the sacrifice for Iron Man sort of also wraps up things from Civil War and and everything. I just feel like that's how it's, that's, that's the trajectory of the story. Um, it'd be, but so the, I mean, uh, they have two, uh, two potential new Captain Americas that people who have 
taken on the mantle in the comic books. And, right. Uh, Falcon and uh, um, Winter Soldier. Um, you know, so you think that they'll continue the? Do you think that they'll kind of rewash the slate and do a new Avengers kind of a thing with no Captain America and no Iron Man, or do you think this other people are going to take on the mantle and carry forward the uh, be the steward of the uh, <laughs> of the armor, as it were? And she uh, Sorry, I got distracted by something. You're asking who was um, who was um, going to be the steward of Iron Man, basically. I know I'm asking like do you think that they'll continue do you think they'll totally rescrub and do a new new Avengers or do you think they're going to have somebody you know there there must always be a Captain America there must always be an Iron Man and if so who puts on the suit who carries the shield I think um I think the Iron Man role will probably be fulfilled by someone like Strange but it won't be another like Iron Man like I don't think he'll wear so, the armor you mean from like a power level perspective, or from like a like a quippy, quippy, uh, sarcastic guy? I could see I could see Strange sort of taking on that leadership role that okay. Iron that, that Tony Stark had, and he he fits it right. I mean, sort of the joke is you know he's they both have goatees and they both are smart asses and they both you know they're quippy and all that. And I could so I could see sort of more of a symbolic. He's a symbolic Iron Man, you know, in a sense of you know he's also taking on a leadership role. But I could see somebody else being Captain America. I, I don't, I, but I don't know that there's going to be a replacement Iron Man. Um, if there is, they've sort of set up that the, the wearer of that mantle would be Peter Parker, yeah. but I just don't see them doing that with him, making him taking away his Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even if, I mean, even if he remains a Spider-Man, you know, but I just don't see, he just doesn't fit. He's too young and he just doesn't fit that characterization. Um, and, to get Miles Morales in the MCU though. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I don't. I know. I, I I could see Captain America, the mantle of Captain America, being carried on. Um, but I don't know about necessarily that there always has to be an Iron Man. And my guess would be, you know, they 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 Iron Man. If 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 it isn't into Tony Stark's run, um, Iron Man sort of falters and disappears, and then maybe like five six years, there's a moment where he reappears for us in a movie, and it becomes a big triumphant thing, or or somebody else is wearing the armor or something. I don't, you know. I don't know. Well, I guess Rhodey though. Rhodey could do it. I think about Rhodey. Yeah. But um so maybe maybe War Machine will be will be sort of in that. Um or they'll do something crazy like at the end of this, um, the universe is pretty radically changed and we have the Dark Avengers. Mm. Um in it's an alternate timeline where there's a Dark Avengers. Um yeah. and that could be kind of a fun thing to do. But so, so let me ask you another prediction thing about the MCU. We know the title of the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Far From Home. That's I don't like it. <laughs> right? So, like, what do you think that is? You know, the first one was Homecoming, which was a was a wink, right? Because, obviously, bringing Spider-Man back to Marvel. So, it's a Homecoming. But then there's also Homecoming Dance, which figures into it. Yeah. Um, do you think that do you, do you think the Far From Home is a wink to the fact that he's off on Titan right now? And, I mean, he's dust, but obviously he's coming back. But... Do you think it's going to be a movie about getting back to about getting back to Earth in some ways? You know that the events of the next Avengers movie are going to keep him far away, or, or what do you think that's about? I really, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I hope that it's not. I, I feel like I've heard that the early the early treatment is that he's like in Europe or something. Oh, um, that it's sort of like a study abroad kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I hope they. What I really liked about what they were trying to achieve with 
the with the new Spider-Man movies is that they were using Harry Potter as a template and that every every movie would be a year of high school oh. um, or whatever. And I kind of I kind of wish that they were they were I, I hope they're going to continue that because I think that's an interesting approach to the character. Um, but far from home, I mean, it could be sort of. It could be like way homecoming was sort of a, a wink and had a double meaning that there could be like far, far from home is that he's, you know, Peter Parker has been on an alien world and he's having a really hard time yeah, being present, being, you know, he's mentally far from home. He's not the neighborhood Spider-Man or maybe it could be, you know, Tony's done or somebody's dead and he feels that he's got a hold. He's, he's taking on all of this responsibility to to do more than just be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like he's doing right. it out of a, a sense of obligation. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I, I think it's one of those movies. We're not going to know much because it comes what, like a month after infinity war. And it's supposed to pick up immediately where the second part of infinity war leaves off. Oh really? I didn't realize it was going to be that quick. I thought that it was going to be a holiday movie maybe because it, cause it's, because it's like captain Marvel in March and then infinity war in May. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I'm pretty sure far from home is in July. I think, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's what a crazy thing for them to be doing, by the way, like Marvel kind of almost knows like, ah, eh, we don't, we, we need a month. We could do a month of marketing and you'll come see our movie. Like we don't need to market it a year in advance. We'll just give you a title and some vague like things here and there, but you'll, you'll come, you'll come. It's a, it's a very Disney approach. Like we got their money, right? We got it. Um, but yeah, I just just taking a moment to appreciate what they've accomplished with this, just in terms of storytelling in movies. I mean, you you, you use the phrase rewatch, which yeah. is a phrase we use for TV series, and this is the closest thing to what it. I mean, it's a, it's a TV series, and it, you know, think about it, it's twenty movies, um, but all all said and done, it's not as long as like Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah. You know, that's way longer show. Like, because even like the idea, like I was, I was even thinking about it earlier when I said, like, you know, it seems like a daunting task to rewatch all those movies, but it's really not. Yeah, I mean, forty hours, or whatever. I'll watch. You know, when 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 I was watching Deep Space Nine or other or any Star Trek shows, like I'd watch two episodes at a time. That's two hours each. That's a movie. It's a movie a night. And that's it's less than so far. It's less than two seasons of Star Trek, <laughs> right? <laughs> of, of actual content. You know, that was one of the things I always talked about. Like one of the reasons why I prefer Star Trek over Star Wars is that. The world, the world building is able to be so much deeper and richer. The characters are able to be so much deeper yeah. and richer because their arcs are so long. And, and maybe that's too slow for some people, but um, well, I love there's so much content. Yeah. As an aside about Star about Star Wars, Star Trek stuff, I think that's also one of the reasons why Star Wars was able to be sort of like, sort of like a generally acceptable nerd property. Because I can think of back like on Keelan and I talking when we were in high school, and he liked Star Wars because it was just three movies when we were in high school. Like that was it. It was just three movies. You can you can dig into more if you really want, but you know yeah. those were. It was okay to be into the original trilogy, <laughs> but once you started like reading Timothy Zahn novels, it was sort of like okay, like now you're a nerd. It was okay, right. you know, and yeah. um, and so there was a. I think that was one of the things, but now it's definitely you know not that at all anymore. Like it's. You know, because nerds have entered into the pop culture in such a way that, you know, is is really unprecedented. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that though. I think that you know, Star Trek is great because you you can do a whole episode on fair on you know on on a uh, Ferenginar with mm-hmm. you know Rom and Quark, and it's 
That's a, that's an episode. That's great. Um, you can't do a whole movie <laughs> like that. No one's going to see that movie. But um, I mean, I would see that movie for the small screen. For the small screen, it works. Right. right. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you have you watched Discovery yet? I have not. No, I, I I can't. I just can't. I don't have enough interest in any other CBS shows um, to justify it to myself. Yeah, I I'm really yeah I I'm really upset that they did this because yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to give CBS money for a show, especially a show that's supposed to be about a future that's free. Um, yeah. And um, hey, but and is I, that. But if the if the Jean Luc Picard thing happens, I know two Star Trek series on CBS All Access, and that's that. That'll be the breaking point for me to see Picard again. I'll I'll throw like six bucks at. I'm sure I'll I'll put up with my hatred of commercials for that. Um, I uh, I just uh, I that, that that that's such an exciting thing. Um, uh, we're, we're definitely off topic, but who cares? Um, yeah, I've not watched Discovery, and I I, I also don't know that I would. I, I'm just I don't really have much interest in it, and what I've seen of it in sort of in 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 the ether does not instill a lot of hope in me as a Star Trek show. Like it just doesn't seem to be like a great Star Trek show. Did you um, like the new, the new the new trilogy, the the re, the reboot? I love the them. Timeline, whatever we're calling. It. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. so I love them. That's it's also that's also very different from what is a what is assumed to be star trek right yeah i mean i i get i the thing is i i I agree with the criticism the fact is if i watch discovery i'll probably love it because just by virtue of being star trek i'm gonna like it but um i am kind of i do get really irritated with this this sort of need one for people to feel they have to keep going backwards in star trek rather than going forward with the series that's super irritating but also to go backwards in such a way that you're trying to bring in like you're trying to bring in non-fans but then you're also trying to include fans, but you try to include fans in such a way that alienates them because, you know, these are the people who obsess over like the combination of footlockers and stuff in episodes, like just that, that, that ephemera. Um, and it's, you know, like, 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 I don't like the fact they keep making the Klingons look different, like come up with an in-universe, you know, give me, give me something like, are there different, are there different sort of like ethnicities of Klingon? And that's why they're looking different at different points of history. Those ones are, you know, taking over like a, the, the power of, you know, the sort of the, they have, the, they gain political power. And that's why the Klingons look different throughout different areas. So that's cool. Give me that. that. I'll talk about that, but just making them look cool so that they can look more like what sells. I don't, it just bugs me. It really does. I, um, but I do, I do get the criticisms of, um, of the Kelvin universe, Star Trek movies, but I like them. I like them anyway. Cause I mean, they're more action than exploration. It'd be nice to do a good exploration movie with the cast, but, um, we'll see what happens with that. I, um, I but I the, my, my counterpoint to all this though is I really love the Orville. Um, yeah, I've not watched it at all. You you have to remedy that, Patrick. Like you have to. Um, I mean, it, it, honestly, it shocks me that you've not watched it because it's Seth MacFarlane and Star Trek, and those are two things that you really care about. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I just every I just I don't know. I just haven't been able to pull the trigger. Really, is is all that it is. It's just sitting there in the queue, but. The pilot, the pilot is a little rough, um, but basically, I'll just say what I what I think about the show is is that the pilot fits the pitch that I'm sure Seth MacFarlane, who really, who I'm sure you probably know, really wanted to make a Star Trek show. Like he was lobbying hard for the new CBS Star Trek show, that the one that ended up becoming Discovery. He wanted to make that show, um, but CBS wouldn't give it to him. They were worried that as a comedian, he wouldn't take it seriously or whatever. So. Basically, he decided to make the Star Trek show he wanted to make 
through making the Orville. And um, you can almost get the sense that the pitch of it was like to the Fox executives, like, I want to make Star Trek. But they're like, well, you know, you you make Family Guy like we want Family Guy stuff. And he's like, OK, well, I'll, you know, I'll make Star Trek with jokes. OK, sold. So the first few episodes, the jokes sometimes even feel really forced. They don't feel organic or whatever. But as the show gets going, it becomes less it becomes less comical in like in like a strict comedy sense and more. Um, and the comedy becomes a little more organic, and but the story focuses more on that, on the on the space exploration stuff, which is really fun and cool. Um, but you really should. I mean, Jonathan Frakes directed an episode. There's a ton of cameo appearances from other Star Trek people. Um, Brandon Braga is a producer. I mean, it it if if they just made the ship look like like a galaxy class starship, it would just be like the next iteration of Star Trek. Yeah. No. You. Yeah. You said that in, uh, in text conversations and stuff. That it's it's kind of the best the best Star Trek show on, on TV right now. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um. But that's cool, man. I get back to Marvel though. I just I think it's it's such an impressive thing. And I and you talk about the uh, you talked about the title of Spider Man. It's really frustrating that we don't know what the title of the new Avengers movie is. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it is. It is. It is a case study for that. Like. You know, we'll market it for a month and you'll come and see it kind of hubris, right? And, yeah. Because uh, obviously, I mean, my, my thinking is that something in Captain Marvel, you know, they don't want to spoil, well, they don't want to spoil what it's about, right? And so they're going to wait until Captain Marvel comes out and then they're going to release the title maybe, which is crazy, right? Eight weeks right. of having the title. <laughs> it's just Avengers 4 now. Um, they don't want to mess up the Captain Marvel story by implicating what happens. Oh, but then they could do something. But they could also do something that's very similar to the way that they market uh, Star Wars movies, right? Where you have something like uh, Homecoming or um, you know Last Jedi, and you like, I don't know what that means, right? Like maybe right. it's called Avengers, Avengers for uh, the Last Iron Man or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like the, 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 the nerddom fandom will just go crazy over trying to figure out what, what, what that means. You know? What I, what I really hope is that, is that there's some executive who is like really pushing some terrible title and they're right. just sort of like, Oh, hold on. Let's we're, 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 we're going to try to, you know, they're basically trying to buy as much time. They're basically trying to do like what's happening in the Trump white house where they're removing papers off of his desk. Um, they're just sort of like, yeah. eh, we'll, we'll, we'll unveil it. This big thing, just hoping they can buy time to change it. Because <laughs> like right now, like the title is actually like Avengers Snaptitude or yes. <laughs> or Aw Snap, <laughs> right? Or Avengers, the one where Thanos ends up actually getting killed and the Avengers come back and everything's everybody loves each other or something. <laughs> or um, yeah, I because like, I've heard I've heard rumor that the title's Endgame, and I really hope that's not the title. I think that's an awful title. No, nah, it's kind of an overused kind of uh, idea, right? What if they called it just apocalypse? Well, apocalypse means something else, though. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't try to play off of because um, they've used you know other Marvel storylines for some of their titles yeah. in the playoff. If they weren't to then like try to do like Secret War, yeah, you know, because that it's like well, they've got the scrolls coming, right? So like right, but totally. like and like the idea that the idea that there is a war taking place in secret, you know, because there's like time travel and like the quantum realm and stuff seems to be playing a role in the next movie. And so maybe it's like a whole thing that the average, that the public does not know what else going on. So secret war, but right. Yeah. The scrolls have been in like the scrolls have actually created the entire Marvel cinematic universe because Nick Fury is a scroll, and, you know, like or something, you know, they, yeah. on retcon all 20 movies or something. Yeah. I, it would be, it would be really awesome. Um, yeah. And I have to run. 
So, um, all right. Well, this was a nice tight 30 minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is rare for us. The MCU and, and start with Star Trek and then swing it back to the MCU. So. Well, and this will be a nice, um, since we talked about the MCU, actually, this will work in nice to the episode that we want to do when JP is available again, because we were going to talk about Thanos and how Thanos right. is in the, it's in pop culture. So this is sort of like a segue into, into all that. So this, this, actually, this actually worked. Organic, yeah. organic movement of the spirit, as it were. As we said. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Patrick, as always. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll have you for the next episode. Sounds great. And uh, good journey. You all as well.